Welcome to today's message from Refuge Point Church. We would love for you to join us for one of our exciting worship gatherings each Sunday at either 9.30 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. We're located right off of I-85 in downtown West Point, Georgia. For more information, check us out online at www.refugepointchurch.org. Or you can download our church app by searching for Refuge Point Church in iTunes or Google Play. Now, here's today's message. Hope you all had a great Christmas. All right, yeah. One kid did, all right. It's great to see you guys. Glad you made it back from the holidays. Um, It's good to see you this morning. If you have a Bible, why don't you grab it and turn to the book of Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. If that helps, Malachi chapter 3, don't worry, we're not about to pass around the offering plate, although that will happen just because we have to and we get to, right? At the end of the service, this is not that message, but Malachi chapter 3. Um, before I get started, want to let you guys know real quick. I, you know, I thought I would just tell you some good news. Anybody need some good news this morning? I need three of you need some good news. The rest of you must be batting at a thousand because I need some good news. Um, just a little news about our church. Uh, the parking lot that is directly beside us uh, has been gifted to us, and that's really good news. It's valued right now at thirty-five thousand dollars. So I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Okay, all right. I mean, I did my praise break, but that's okay. Y'all, y'all act like it's just another thing, but God is on the move. Amen? Okay, all right, then I'll celebrate without you. All right. Here, here's what I'd like to do. I would like to just kind of talk about, uh, being that it is the last Sunday of the year, uh, somebody say amen. 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 Um, I want to talk about kind of where we have been spiritually as a church, um, just kind of gauging the pulse of everybody, uh, including my very own pulse, and uh, just want to talk about where we've been as a church, because I want to talk about where we're going, uh, but I'm going to do that in a couple weeks, Uh, but today I want to talk about, as we kind of look back at all that God has done, I want to talk about this idea that's presented probably about a dozen times in the Bible about how God is characterized at times, that he is a refiner, he is like a refiner's fire. And I want to talk about that just for the next few moments, if I can, about the year of which it has seemed to be the year of refinement uh, for many of us, in, including myself, including many aspects of this church. But I, I, you may have come in here and you may be like, well, I really needed something encouraging. Uh, I, I want to tell you that that's actually probably the most encouraging thing you could ever hear. Uh, and I want to prove that in this text. So, so Malachi chapter 3, uh, the prophet is going to give us uh, some pretty incredible words. Uh, so hear the word of the Lord this morning. Behold, and I'm reading out of the ESV this morning, uh, not my typical CSB. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he's coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. 
They will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment and will be swift and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker for his wage, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, you're not consumed. Now, this idea of refinement, uh, God has characterized at least around... 12 times being this refiner's or, or refining uh, fire. It's like the, the relationship of God and his people is one of uh, refinement. And this is interesting because this is the love of God that he has for us. Amen. He loves us because he refines us. And that's an interesting concept uh, that is hard to wrap our minds around, if we're quite honest, because the emotive love that a lot of us uh, are after the pursuit of happiness. We love those types of things that give us happiness. Uh, this is a little different. This is the refinement love. This is God's pursuing you and refining you. Now, now the children of Israel, they have been looking for a Savior, and they have been in exile. They are now out of exile, uh, what's happening in the context of this scripture here. And, and here they are. They have resettled back into their land, and, and things aren't great from when they were back in the Davidic kingdom time, but things are okay. They're not in exile, so that's good news, all right? If you've uh, ever experienced exaltation, I don't know if that's a word, uh, being in exile, you haven't, right? It's not a good thing. So these people have sojourned around, and they're finally back at home base, and they're loving it. The temple's been rebuilt, but some things are interesting, and some things still seem to be out of place. God wasn't really uh, something that they would see, but now he was just something that they would have to have faith in. The temple was no longer what it used to be. The presence of God, the, the experience of God wasn't what it used to be. So people grew in their comfort. And as the children of Israel always would do, they would always reach out to God. They would always cry out to God when they were in discomfort. But when things were okay, when things were settled, they would go back into their drifting ways. They would go back into their ways that they used to be in, which is indicative of the heart that we all have, that when things are bad, what do we do? We cry out to God, but when things are okay, we're prone to wonder. We're prone to kind of drift aside, and here's where the people of Israel are. They're in this time where their hearts seem to be drifting towards the things that they are after. And here is a loving rebuke to them that the prophet Malachi gives to them. That God is going to refine you. Now, if I'm I'm Israel here, I'm I'm about about tired of the refinement. (laughs) Right? I mean, come on. I just got out of exile. And now you're going to refine me again? I mean, so if I get this prophet, I'm slapping this brother, all right? Now, I know some of you are sanctified. You ain't going to do that. But somebody got to come up here and tell me that I've got to be refined again. Bro, you're getting a punch to, like, the, the jugular here because, man, I ain't all about that refinement. Jugular. I think that's that thing right there. I don't know. Jugular, jugular. 
the longer I live in West Point, the worse my accent gets. I don't know what it is about you West Points, West Pertons people. Let's get back to the message, please. Um, yeah. I think I'm hanging around Willie too much. I don't know. Is that, that's probably... Um, anyway, uh, so... so so here's the children. I'm sure they're not. This is not, a, this is not a welcoming word. But what they don't understand, that they're being refined because God loves them. They're being refined because they've been chosen. God wants to refine them because they're still called. God wants to refine them because there's still a purpose within them. And the saying is true about all of God's children. God refines you because he loves you. Amen. God refines us because he's not done with us. Amen. God refines us because we've been called and we have a purpose and there's a destiny inside of us. But what happens is, is that the refinement needs to take place to draw out what God has placed inside of you. So there's just a few things from this text that I just want to point out really quickly um, from this text here. Uh, the first thing is that uh, the thing about refinement is that we all need to be refined. All right? This is something that happens to all believers. All right? so, so you need to know that you need refinement. And the reason why you need refinement is simply because you have sin in your life. All right? We, we, we were born with this nature and prone to wonder from the Lord that we love, right? This song that we sing all the time. And so because of this sin, we're constantly needing to be refined. God saves us from our sin. Yeah. And because he saves us from our sin, we need to be refined. Okay. That is the refinement process. Not only that is there, not only because of our sin, but it's because of the, the, the tendency of our heart, or let me just say the tendency of my own heart, is to lean towards things that look great, yeah. is to lean towards the success of life, is to lean towards all of the great things about life. And suddenly I can begin to idolize those things. But God loves you enough to bring you back down to a level where you need to be refined. And if you're in a process of being refined, that's an incredible place to be at because that means that God is using you. And that there is something inside of you that he wants to draw out. So I don't know if you know the process of what actual refinement is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever went painting for gold. You know, like, like you go see them pop-up tents in Helen, Georgia. You know, you got to pay like $15 to get a rock that's not even gold. I really don't know why we waste our money on that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like legit, like, okay, so, so here is a, is a picture of what you would find if you found gold. You would actually be very, very disappointed. I mean, it looks like kryptonite. Like, is Superman, he's real. It actually may be a picture of Krypton. I don't know if I Googled that right. But so, so you get this thing, and you may be, you're going to be very disappointed in what you find. This ugly rock. This, there's something good in this. But then after it's refined, it turns into this right here. Um, possibly. <laughs> actually... 
who knows if it really turns into that. that that's enough. So here's what happens. So, so they take this ugly rock that, doesn't, that looks like, honestly, just needs to be thrown out. All right, to the average person who doesn't know what they're doing like me, if I see this rock, I'm like, what's that little yellow stuff on it? That's got some ugliness on it. And I just throw it and toss it because I can't see what's inside it. You ever, you ever watched Gold Rush Discovery Channel? Nobody, great. All right, one person. Thank you, Nicole. Though none go with me, Nicole will follow. All right, so here. So, so, so these guys are pros at it, y'all. All right, so they'll see this ugly rock, and they're like, they know that there is something inside of that rock that has to be drawn out. But the only way that it's going to be drawn out is go through a process of refinement. Okay. And the refinement process is not... And not a comforting process. You know, like you've probably seen or you've probably Googled, like they take the, the, this, what it seems like an ugly rock that you found in your backyard and, and they begin to melt it in this just incredible heat. And so as it's being melted, all the imperfections, they go away. This too is the process that God has put us in. That perhaps he's refining us so that he can purify us to make us more like him. And this is a, this is a painful, painful process. I, like, I'm not signing up to go through this process. Anybody else want to sign up for that? Yeah, melt me, Jesus. And it ain't that kind of ooey-gooey, like, oh, girl, you melt my heart. You know what I mean? It ain't that kind of melt. This is a process of being melted until what is inside of you can be drawn out. This is exactly what God has done to us. He has not left us. He has not abandoned us. And there have been many disappointments that maybe you and I have faced this year. It is not a sign of God's judgment for you. Okay. It is a sign that he's refining you because there's something inside of you that he is trying to draw out. And I just love this little verse that's tucked in here that I often have overlooked many times when I read this or when we go through this sermon. Notice the position of the one who is refining. The Bible says that he sits. Now when I first saw that, when it, when it kind of leaped out on the page, I was like, what a mean God and he just sit there. I mean, come on, God. Like, you're just going to sit there and chill while I'm being put to the furnace? That's not a sign of a mean, cruel God. This is God. This is God's love for you. This is God, like, even in me crying, even in me, in my, my fist waving to God, like, why are you going, making me go through this? God doesn't leave. But he sits there calmly while we're going through the process. Even when I'm doubting and when, there's, when trust is waning, God doesn't leave me. He's still right there. Amen. So this is a sign that God loves you. This is a sign that God is going to be there with you through the process. 
Even when we're kicking and we're screaming like little toddlers do, when, when they're, like I'm trying to change a kid's diaper, and this kid, he has sudden like, like Superman experiences where he's trying to nibble his body around this like a sudden contortionist dude. And like, I'm like, dude, you can't do this. You stink. <laughs> and I have to remain calm to change him. This is what a parent does. We don't get bent out of shape when our toddler is just trying to be changed. Likewise, our loving God, he sits there, and he's not in chaos, but he is calmly looking after you. Amen. He's not up in heaven going, I wonder whose fault this is. Holy Spirit, this is on you. <laughs> like God's a sudden redneck or something, you know? I don't know. <laughs> He's not up in there like scratching, like, I don't know what we're going to do with this one, guys. No, God is calmly looking after you. Think about that. That the God of the cosmos, while you are being refined, is sitting there with his eyes on you. This should be given, this should give us a lot of comfort. When you're being refined, God is trying to draw out something inside of you. And he's melting away the imperfections. Amen. He's right there. He ain't going nowhere. You may be kicking and screaming during the process, but my God will be right there and he will sit like the refiner and watch over his people. What is this that he is trying to draw out of us? Why? You know, like seriously, why, God? I don't know if y'all have asked that question. Why, why do I have to just go through this, this situation? Why do I have to go through the disappointments? Why do I have to go through all of these challenges in life? Why? I've asked that question probably a million times. And it's for this reason. Because what he's tra- trying to draw out of you is the purpose that's inside of you. It's the destiny that he has for you. And yes, while we rejoice in this refining process, we get to rejoice because there's a resurrection from the process. So here is what God, a loving God does for us. God doesn't just give us what we want on a silver platter so that we could all act like and, and be like the Kardashians. This isn't what God, y'all just heard that shade right there. Uh, this isn't what God wants to do for you. It is in his love that he puts you through the refinement so that he can draw something that's inside of you that needs to come out and that is your purpose. And that's the destiny that he has. So what is that purpose? It's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Look at this. So that then, after the refinement, then they will present offerings to the Lord. That's really good, all right? Then they will present offerings to the Lord. Now, this isn't just about some financial offering. So everybody calm down. We're not taking up the offering yet, all right? This isn't that, although that has a lot to do with it. But there's something more going on here. 
What is the offering then that we are presenting? Now, remember context here because that's everything. As they are uh, being resettled in their land, they grew a little kind of uh, indifferent in their relationship with the Lord, including their offerings. So here's what they would do. Instead of giving God their best offering, they would give him a blemished offering. Malachi comes up in here and he starts to scream at him like, are you serious? You're going to give God your second best? Is this what God deserves? He deserves your seconds? Here's the prophet telling them here. God wants to refine us so he can draw out what needs to be drawn out. And our response is to give him our best offering. What is that? That's all of us. It's your life. This is what Jesus, the same language Jesus would use. That the call of Christ is the call to die to yourself. God refines you because there's something inside of you that he wants. And that is your all. It's your heart. He's refining you so that he can have your heart. My brothers and sisters, this morning, your purpose in life is to give God every ounce of your heart. That's why you exist. You and I exist so that we can give God everything that we have. Not just our financial blessings that God gives us, your heart. I know many wicked people who give generously. God's after your heart. He refines you so that he can have all of you. That's your purpose in life. To give God your best mind, body, spirit, talents, treasures, everything that you have. That's what God's after this morning. Amen. I know some of you have walked in here this morning and you, you, you feel that weight of disappointments that 2018 has presented itself to you. Like some of you are like, you've got a countdown on your, your phone for the stroke of midnight, Right? And that's, that's, that's okay, because you're in good company here. You've been disappointed. You've suffered. Maybe you're even looking into a new year, and you may not have your spouse with you. You may have to be dealing with something that tragically happened in, in this year, and you have to carry this over. Could, could it be that God has placed us in the refinement because he's got something good for us? Could it be that the process of refinement that he's placed us in as a church is because he's got a resurrection moment for us? Amen. That's my prayer. It's not a sign that God's left you. And yeah, you know, some of these issues that you face, you know, yeah, they may be the enemy, all right? It may just be a spiritual attack, right? I mean, that happens. But the stupid devil jokes on him. Okay. Because even those moments, God uses for our good. Yeah. So friends, be encouraged that if you've been in the refinement, 
You've been in the best place you can be because out of the refinement, God draws out your destiny and your purpose. So I'm going to step my foot into 2019, not with a little ego, but with a little ego, because I'm going to step into 2019 knowing that I've been refined and God will continue to refine me because he's not done using me because I know that he has a purpose and a destiny, not just for me, but for us as a church. So let's step our foot and let's wave the fist to 2018. Maybe you want to get a little unspanctified and put that middle finger up in there. That's okay, honey. (laughs) Because maybe it ain't been the best for you. But I'm going to put my foot up in 2019 and put my other foot up the devil's rear end because I know that God ain't done with me. And I know that God has a purpose for me. And I know that God has a purpose for us as a church. Those who he refines, he uses. And my prayer is that he never stops refining me. Because I know when he's refining me, he's got something good for me. He's got a resurrection moment for me. So here's how I'm going to, here's how this ends. On your, and and I want to end this in a practical way if I can for us and something for us to think about. Like for, for you, like for what does that mean for us as a church? How can I be a part? What can I do to, to see that purpose and destiny released out of me? I, like there are many ways you can do that. There's giving God your all. Yes. As you hear me, but like, what does that even mean? It literally means you giving God everything that you have. Amen. Amen. There's some practical things that I wrote in in your art guide that you can look at. Like, here are some things that I want you to join with me in committing to. And these are just a few things. These are just some things. Maybe they're just pastoral pleas, I guess. But here are some things that I want you to do. I want you to lock arms with me and join me in this right here, that you will commit to share your faith. Like I know some of you are uneasy about that, and you're like, well, I don't know about sharing my faith. How do you share all all this junk on Facebook? You're going to be all right. In fact, you probably need to shut your Facebook down. I wish I had some help right there. Oh, I almost felt the praise break right there. <laughs> y'all, y'all, you share gossip. You share, you share, I don't want to hear half the stuff you share. You know what I'm saying? And so you can't share your faith. If, 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 if I came to your house and your house was on fire and I pulled you out of the fire, you're going to be telling everybody, my pastor pulled me out the fire. Yeah. God has redeemed you from hell, brothers and sisters. Oh, come on. That was number one. I don't know the rest of them. They're on your guy. Look at them yourself. <laughs> you can process them how you need to process them. But I'm pleading with you. Join me with this. All right, let's get locked arms and let's, let's do this, y'all. Let's share our faith. Let's serve. Let's give financially. God, yes, there is a part of that. Let's belong to each other. To that end, this is where God wants us. This is where we have been. And this is where we're going. We're going into a destiny and a purpose that God has for us. I want us to end 
today. And I want us to end a little different, all right? So you guys can come up and we're going to pray. And here's how I'd like to do this. I know the struggles that many of us have, have gone through. I know, that, I know they've been just overwhelming at times for a lot of you. Like I, I know that. And, and some of you are, are in that fire right now, and some of you just need God to come for you. Some of you just need to be reminded that God's sitting right here with you, and he hasn't left you. You may be in some kind of sickness. Maybe someone you know isn't well. You may have been praying for someone to receive Christ and just didn't seem like it's ever going to happen. You may have a wayward child or a wayward parent. I mean, let's, let's pray together. In fact, I want you to stand up on your feet, and I want us to just lock hands together and pray. Well, let's stand on our feet. Let's do what the church is supposed to do. Let's encourage each other. Let's pray for each other. Man, if, that's, if you say, man, Pastor Matthew, that's me. I've been through the burner this year. In fact, going through it right now, if that's you, would you just raise your hand? Amen. Think about, there are people around you right now with your hands raised. If you see that hand, if you see somebody that had their hand lifted up, would you just go over there too and begin to pray with them? Hey, let's do what the church has called us to do. Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage each other. Let's call on the Lord. Let's be reminded that He's here with us right now. He hasn't left you. He is the refiner's fire. And He's putting us through this because there's something inside of you that He's trying to draw out. So God, I thank You for purifying us, Lord. I pray, God, that You continue to purify us, God. God, I pray you encourage us with your spirit. You have not left us, God. So God, rain down your peace in this room this morning. Rain down your tangible presence, God. Let's feel your presence here right now, God. God, I pray, God, that you would just encourage us with your brothers and these brothers and sisters this morning, God. Thank you for the refinement. But God, I praise you that there's a resurrection on the way, God. I praise you that we're walking into what you have for us, Jesus. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would pour out your love, your grace. Let us feel that warmth of your embrace this morning, Jesus. Let's just pray and worship together right here in this moment. Let's end this year on a good note, on a positive note. Thanks for tuning in to Refuge Point Church's broadcast. We hope you were both challenged and encouraged by today's message. We would love for you to join us at one of our exciting worship gatherings each Sunday at either 9.30 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. We're located right off of I-85 in downtown West Point, Georgia. For more information, check us out online at www.refugepointchurch.org or you can download our church app by searching for Refuge Point Church in iTunes or Google Play.